Welcome to a conversation powered by Connected Learning, where we chat with some of today's leading minds about new learning approaches designed for the demands and opportunities of the digital age. Connected Learning values the new ways many young people today access information, gain expertise, and learn alongside peers and mentors using the internet, social networks, and digital technology. We're excited you're here to join the conversation as we seek to make learning relevant. This is Paul O of the National Writing Project, and I'm talking about connected learning today with uh, Jennifer Wolven, a professional development specialist focusing on educational technology and project-based learning in Central Texas, and an NWP teacher, a National Writing Project teacher with the Central Texas Writing Project. Jennifer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself with a few more details? Well, I um, have been involved with the National Writing Project and Central Texas Writing Project since 2006 when I went through the Summer Institute um, and then have been a part of their leadership team um, ever since then. Um, I just recently left the classroom. Um, this is actually my first school year out of the class um, in about 15 years. Um, and I'm working with um, teachers and schools in my area um, who are interested in um, instructional technology and in um, learning more about project-based learning. Great. So uh, you've started down this path, but I'm curious, how would you describe the mission of your own work? Uh, what is the, your favorite part about uh, doing this work with other teachers? Um, well, right now, I think the, my favorite part of what I'm doing is um, we're really, um, as an organization, trying to um, build up our capacity to support schools who want to implement project-based learning. And that's something that is very um, near and dear to me um, because of my own experience um, in two different schools where we implemented project-based learning um, completely. All curriculum was delivered in that manner. And um, I feel like um, project-based learning really is, um, really lives all of the connected learning principles. Um, so this is very exciting. We're working with a few um, small, very small um, rural schools um, and trying to help them just think through what is their vision for implementation? How can they help their teachers and support their teachers? So more than just going out and doing, you know, a, a day or two of workshops, but kind of that continued support and what that will look like. So it's kind of exciting to um, to work through that with teachers and see them get excited and, and also challenging to try to help them address um, some very real issues as they think this through. And could you say a little bit more, Jen, about uh, this connection that you see between project-based learning, this work that you're doing, and connected learning? Mm -hmm. So project-based learning really at its core is um, student-driven inquiry. And I um, just in having um, seen my own students go through that, I feel like all of the those all of the connected learning principles live within with that. It, it has to be um, surrounded by or has to start with with significant content that um, is standard based, but also has has a real um, relevancy for students. Um, it's very rich with collaboration. Um, there's certainly a focus on um, how to um, help students become better communicators and better presenters. Um, and oftentimes it is reaching out into the community and looking for experts to solve, to help solve problems that the students are um, challenged with within that um, PBL experience. So I just have always seen them really as being kind of hand in hand. Wonderful. And so let's flash forward and it's say 
20 years into the future, 10 years, even say five years into the future, <clears throat> some period in the future, how would you, uh, how would you um, understand success? What would success look like in that scenario for you? Uh, well, I think for for me and for the the colleagues that, that are working with me on this this project, I, I hope that success looks like we have some very um, solid examples of, of schools and districts, um, even if it's just a handful who have um, gone through and 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 are able to be models of what this could look like, and then we have even more interest and maybe eventually. All of Texas will will go project based learning and realize the value in that. Um, I think it does take it takes a good two or three years to really see the transformation in students and what it can do for them and and kind of the agency that they develop for themselves. So my hope would be that um, we would really support some some uh, schools so that they get to that point where they are the models and and then inspire other schools. Um, to decide that this is the path that they'd like to take as well. Wonderful. And so there is, of course, uh, much conversation about the need to reform education, um, the desire to to give learners a chance to understand what does it mean to be a um, a modern learner versus what does it mean to be a learner of the industrial age, and I'm wondering. In your opinion, what are the most uh, pressing issues with regard to to education today and educational reform, and uh, what can be done about those issues? Ah, oh, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, I guess I feel like first we have to admit that there really aren't any simple answers. I feel like we are trying so hard to fit everything into a box, or we have, and I feel like we're, we're moving away from that, but. Um, that that's kind of been the trend with standardized testing and it really tells us so very little um, while doing quite a bit of damage and putting students and teachers into a box that um, is is a very fearful one. I know in going out and talking with teachers, um, that, that's always the biggest concern. Well, how am I going to cover all the information that I need to, in order for students to pass this test? And I feel that we have Kind of miss the bigger picture of of what what our job is all about, um, and and we have kind of fallen prey to um, really focus more on the standards and less on what the students are learning. And so I feel like if we can get to a place where we begin to slow down and trust teachers and value um, the process, so that that um, teachers can do what they know is best and focus more on something that is student driven um, and allow students to, to um, have the freedom to, to fail um, in, a, in, a, in order to learn. Um, and I don't know if that's kind of a pie in the sky, but to me it's, it's um, there really isn't one, I don't feel like there's one simple thing. We really have to reevaluate and, um, and, be willing to step back and and uh, do some some really huge things. And so I can imagine that uh, as as we were talking about earlier, this idea that project based learning um, aligns well with connected learning it seems to me that uh, I think what I hear you saying now in relation to that earlier statement is that there are many different possibilities here, many different pathways that can lead us out of uh, this. Um, ideology in some senses that we've been stuck in, which is the standardized um, testing mentality. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, I mean, going bigger and beyond that, really rethinking um, the way the way we do school and thinking about the, the timing and um, how very boxed in it all is with our schedules and, and, and even our school buildings. And I, I think there are a lot of really great examples um, of schools and teachers who are, who are trying to um, come up with a new way of doing things. Um, and I, I think we, we could learn a lot by looking at those. The other thing I wanted to pick up on, Jen, is it sounded to me like you believe that 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 one path forward is is a focus on not just content, not just what students learn, but how they learn. You talk about process, you talk about inquiry. And I was wondering mm -hmm. if you could say a little more about that in terms of uh, how you see that as a, a possible solution in moving forward. Absolutely. Well, and I think if if we really even look at um, there's a study recently, um, maybe a year ago that was I think it was the uh, um, American College Association, um, and they had surveyed employers. Um, and the, the, what, what came out of that was that they weren't looking for any specific um, majors and uh, not, not content knowledge, but were students or, or potential hires um, able to collaborate? Were they able to be innovative? Were they able to communicate well, work within the team? Um, and I think those are really, those are, those are really important um, competencies and skills that students need, but they're things that it's real easy to push aside as a teacher when those are not um, tested skills. Um, and I feel like connected learning and project-based learning both put an emphasis on, um, on those skills that will allow students to evolve and learn, um, you know, into whatever um, possible jobs um, they may they may encounter in the future. Um, those are the things that are really going to um, give them what they need to to be um, employees and, and more importantly, to be um, citizens, responsible citizens. Yeah, it sounds like what you're referencing is this notion of shared purpose and uh, peer supported um, learning pathways. And in fact, um, uh, in thinking about connected learning, um, it seems like, uh, or, or what we know about connected learning is that um, relevance in education uh, is critical. And I was wondering if uh, that also plays into um, your thinking about um, the, the way in which you work with teachers and the way in which te your, the teachers you work with uh, work with young people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, making sure that you are, are challenging students with something that has a relevancy to their lives and has or has some connection to um, where they are um, as individuals in their development and, and where they are in relation to their community or um, broader to the to their country to the world um, is crucial um, in giving them um, the reason to to want to learn more to want to explore and to want to uh, inquire um, we, we I feel like we we don't have that and so often again going back to just the um, standardization and um, this drive to um, ensure that um, we, we cover um, and I've got air quotes going with cover um, all of the standards um, 
we're not taking into consideration the learner um, and what this, why this matters to them. And that's crucial to students learning. And I think not only are we missing an opportunity, but we are also creating in, in students a disengagement and apathy um, because they, nobody has ever asked them. What, what you're interested in, or no one has ever encouraged them to ask big questions. Um, and what I noticed in just implementing project-based learning um, at um, Green Tech, when we started out um, with freshmen, it took a good year for them to get to the point where they even saw the value in asking the questions and the value um, in having that choice um, themselves. At first, there was a resistance like, oh, you're going to make me think this is not something we're used to. It's, it's easy to just kind of sit back and um, disengage from what you're doing. Um, and I feel like that is really detrimental. If, if we um, are thinking big picture and we are hoping that our students will become um, the citizens to lead our country and to um, continue its development and growth, we have to teach them to be thinkers. We have to help them become engaged and find a reason to be interested. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and one other piece to your work that I know has been uh, a thread for quite a long time is, is your work around the use of digital tools. And connected learning encourages leveraging those tools, uh, the internet, social media, uh, to enhance education and learning. So I'm wondering if you could um, characterize the possibilities of using these kinds of technologies for learning. And, um, and how would you address issues about um, youth spending too much time with digital media? Mm. So I, I feel very excited about the possibilities um, that the technology offers um, students and teachers. Um, and I think one of, one of the things that I get really excited about are, are the possibilities for making connections um, beyond the school walls, whether that looks like students getting to communicate with other students um, in other states or in other countries through blogging, um, which um, some of my students got to experience with um, Paul Allison's um, uh, blogging um, just last year. Um, oh, I'm, I'm drawing youth a voices. blank. And youth voices. <laughs> Yes, yes, love youth voices. Wonderful. Um, but also being able to reach out to experts when, when they have questions and they're doing some research to be able to easily um, email someone, whether it's an author or an engineer or scientist, um, and, and try to communicate and ask questions. It could be as simple as email, it could be a Skype or a Google Hangout. There's just so many possibilities for really reaching out beyond. Um, and then so many opportunities um, for creation. I mean, it's, it, there, there are just so many fantastic tools online where students can create presentations or stories or multimedia um, that, that it's a really, um, I think it's much easier as a teacher to allow students that creativity um, and the ability to be innovative um, with these different tools. And then finally, I think just the, the public audience having um, the ability to um, have your voice heard is a very motivating thing for students. Um, so I feel like there's just so many opportunities. Um, and to, to address the, um, the, the concerns about youth spending too much time with digital media, I'm a parent and I understand that we certainly have um, some limits, um, but I also feel like 
it's not going away. Digital media is here to stay. And I think that what we need to do is turn these concerns um, into an opportunity for dialogue and talking, um, whether it's educators talking with parents um, or educators talking with students, parents talking with students, we, we have to, it's not going away. Um, we, we have to be the guides. We are the ones responsible um, for helping students kind of navigate through this. So we need to just start conversations about how and why we use digital media and, you know, what bring these concerns up to the front with a realistic understanding that, it's not going away. It's this is this is our reality. This is the reality of our students. And how are we going to help them make the most of it? Thanks, Jen. And I have to say that I, I really loved this notion that you brought up of the uh, of digital media, these new technologies, making it possible for youth to to see their world beyond the four walls of the classroom um, in yes. all the ways that you described. And, and I, I, I think that um, that is such an exciting prospect. Um, uh, leveraging the the kinds of learning opportunities that we know youth engage in all the time uh, out of school as well, and and bringing that or connecting with those uh, learning experiences um, in school, I think uh, that's very exciting. It is. It is. Uh, so I'm wondering if we could um, close out here by having you tell us one of your favorite connected learning stories, if if uh, if you can identify one, um, you know, one that involves uh, a young person you've worked with, uh, an educator, or yourself with regard to your own teaching, uh, your own experiences. Is there is there a story that you can can? Uh, um, yeah, I mean there there is a story that I. Yeah, there, there is, there's um, something that is actually kind of part of what I um, posted on Digital Is, um, but I'm thinking of a student from Green Tech, Julian Medrano, um, who um, during the kind of towards the end of the of our sophomore year, and this is one of the group that as freshmen they were um, indoctrinated into project based learning, um, and in their sophomore year, um, I was able to loop up with them and. Um, we had some conversations about um, the the local media and its treatment of our school and that for the most part, we really were just getting negative attention. And so we kind of talked about what we might do about that. We made lists of all of the fantastic things that um, the students at our school and the organizations at our school were doing, um, and then kind of made a plan that we would reach out to different um, journalists or media outlets to kind of um, see if we could get someone to write uh, give us a positive spin. And um, Julian chose um, a, 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 an opinion writer for the Austin American Statesman. Um, and he decided that he would just go ahead and give her a call. Um, so during class, he, um, I think he did not think that she would actually answer the phone, um, but she did. So during class, he's having this conversation um, with with um, this this uh, journalist, I'll, and I, I don't think she would mind me saying her name because she ended up um, writing a very nice um, piece about our school. So Alberta Phillips was her name, um, and she had this very long conversation with Julian, and I was so proud just listening to him um, talk to this journalist in a very respectful way, um, but also a very confident way. And I feel like had that, had he been given the phone and asked to do this his freshman year, I don't think that he would have um, been able to pull that off. But by his sophomore year, he certainly um, felt very 
confident in advocating for himself and advocating for a school and explaining to her all the positive things that were going on. Um, and she ended up coming out to the school and writing um, a piece um, about, about him, definitely, but also about all that was going on at the school. So I felt like that was just a moment of um, just seeing this, this student who um, really was advocating for himself and, and had this notion of um, putting forth a, a, the, this purpose for all of his students and all of his schoolmates. So that would be one young person story that I have. I have right. another educator story, if you if if we have time. Sure, go ahead, please. So this was just this this fall. Um, we did some um, a workshop for project based learning out in Dripping Springs High School, um, and I got an opportunity to um, meet this teacher, uh, Miss Cooper, who teaches physics, and um, she. Um, was doing a, a PBL experience that was based on um, the their basketball team, and she was challenging the students to figure out um, why their free throw shots um, were why some of the the players why their free throw shots were under eighty percent. Um, and watching her um, in action as she did this was pretty amazing because she really stepped back and allowed the students to um, kind of grapple with um, some very hard problems and she let them make a lot of mistakes. And I think that really, um, it was something that I, I'm not sure I would have been able to do, but in the end, listening to the students talk about the process was, was a really um, rewarding one, I feel like she understands those principles, even if she weren't able to articulate them um, and lives them every day. Well, what a wonderful story. And, and thanks for uh, ending on such uh, a great high note. Uh, thank you so much, Jen. Really appreciate talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here at the Connected Learning Alliance. If you missed any of this conversation or want to listen to more discussions, check out our website at CLAlliance.org or subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes. See you back here for more talks with change makers and thought leaders who are building the next generation of learning.